yo what's good everyone welcome once again to the fantasy brother podcast with me the brother aka rory on this podcast we talk about nfl fantasy football and sometimes we'll touch on current events all right so as usual want to say welcome in to the new listeners to our long-time listeners our international listeners we appreciate everyone checking us out all right so i want to start off by saying big shout out and congratulations to my homie who had his first child this week justin big up yourself my youth you don't know and i'll also use this moment to say you know also a big shout out to all the parents that's listening right now because you know that parenting is not an easy job whether it's a newborn you know elementary teenager all different maybe even adult child different uh different phases and you know we do what we can we try to do our best for our kids it's not an easy job so big respect going out to all the parents who you know listening right now because even though we're playing fantasy sometimes we have to do both right we got to play the football watch the games on sunday we still gotta maybe cook some food we gotta change some diapers and all that stuff <laughs> so we are you know doing the best that we can all right so week six is in the books so now we're looking forward to week seven hopefully you guys had a good week six hopefully you got some dubs and um last week i had a really good week i actually went six and one six and one last week so I'm not sure what happened there, but you know, we're happy for that and hopefully you guys got um got some doves. Alright. So on this episode, what we're gonna do is um go over some of the news items that's dominating the news this week. Um I'll also tell you about some players to add even after waivers. Alright, and I will give you some of my star players for week seven. And when I say star players, I'm talking about not the not the regular studs, not the big boys, but guys who are, you know, lesser owned, who I expect to have a good week seven. All right, so let's jump into the news. First news, um, Zach Ertz, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, he was traded to the Cardinals. And, you know, a lot of people uh, rejoicing because maybe they had just picked up Zach Ertz or just traded for him or they were able to add him in in trade um i'm not one of those people i really don't think it's gonna be a big deal i think it's probably better for real football more than fantasy football um zacharis is still a good player he's only like 30 31 so he still has some thread left on those tires but um arizona is all about Kyler murray it's all about new hopkins I think they um, they're more wide receiver centric offense, and according to according to the ESPN stats, Arizona has the third lowest number of targets thrown to tight ends. So I don't think upgrading the tight end is gonna make them switch from throwing to DeAndre Hopkins to start throwing to Ertz all of a sudden. But like I said, he's gonna help their offense. You know, get them another target, but. I mean, if you have Zach Ertz as your QB1, I mean, hopefully you don't. But if you do, do not expect too much. 
I don't think he's gonna blow up the rest of the year. I really just, I really just don't see that. But I mean, hey, it's probably better than nothing, especially this week, week seven. But if he's your only tight end, I would try to be adding another tight end. Maybe even playing like a combo game, meaning you'll have Zachers and another tight end that you rotate occasionally, or you just go for a completely different tight end altogether. But you know, like I said, it's good for Arizona, not really good for fantasy. Um, the other news is that um, Kareem Hunt is out four to six weeks. Big blow, big injury. Because even though Chubb, you know, is the top dog, well, well, Kareem Hunt is also the top dog. He's like a 1B to the 1A. So that was huge. And of course, um, Dionys Johnson was the top waiver ad, I'm guessing. Um, but there's another guy who I'm going to mention um, in the players to add after waivers, and that's Dimitri Felton. But like I said, I'll talk about him more. But big loss for Cleveland, big loss for fantasy. Um, Kareem Hunt, you know, is a stud, is a beast. So that's going to hurt. All right. The other news that's dominating the cycle this week is that, you know, the Deshaun Watson trade rumors are hyping up again because. Um, well-respected John McLean from the Houston Chronicle and he's a beat writer for the Houston Texans so he's one of those guys that you know in previous episodes I, would, I have mentioned like following these beat writers on Twitter because they'll give you good information and he's one of those guys that I actually follow on Twitter you know what I mean because these guys are really close to the team and a lot of times they have really good information so he's reporting that um the Texans are talking to the Dolphins about making a trade for Deshaun Watson. All right, so here's my take on that for fantasy. I mean, I wouldn't even bother picking up Deshaun Watson. Like I said, that's that's probably something that's good for the Dolphins, like in real life, maybe in the future. But I can't see him making an impact this year, even if he is traded, which is still not even guaranteed. So let's say he does get traded by the deadline and he goes to Miami. I mean, is he going to jump in there and be a beast right away? I mean, he still has his cases pending as well. I mean, he's a great player, so he could. But, I mean, it's a long shot, you know. The odds of him jumping in there, learning the offense right away, picking up the system and just being a QB1 right at the gate, you know, it's kind of a long shot. So, I mean... If you have a great record and you have a roster spot, you could probably pick him up just you know, for speculation, just to see, maybe try to trade him away later on in the season as a name brand player. But if you need wins right now and you're, you know, maybe you're three and three, two and four, or, you know, four and two, I wouldn't waste a spot on Deshaun Watson right now. I would rather have, you know, a running back <laughs> who could play you know, even a receiver, even a tight end. I, it's a lot of positions I would rather have right now than, you know, taking a chance on Deshaun Watson, who hasn't played and who may not play. So let other people pick them up. And like I said, if you want to be clever, you can pick him up yourself and then try to trade him later on if he does get traded. But I'm not really, you know, looking um looking too much into that. And some other players who um, could be traded at the trade deadline. Um, 
Ronald Jones from the Bucks could be traded. Not really interested. Um, Evan Ingram and well, Evan Ingram from the Giants. He could be on the move. Hayden Hurst from the Falcons. He could be on the move as well. Not really interested. Um, they said Michael Gallup could be moving. Who knows? I doubt it, but you know, don't care. <laughs> and Marlon Mack, which we talked about last week, he could be on the move. Um, and I think that is probably, you know, something more interesting. Uh, I think running backs, you know, when they traded midseason, they are more likely to make an impact than position players or even a quarterback. So I'm more excited when I hear a running back being traded than a receiver. Because for a running back, it's easier for them to pick up, you know, the scheme as far as their position goes than a receiver. So Marlon Mack, you know, could be on the go. Maybe the Chiefs, like they said before, but still nothing yet. But um, if you got a spot on your bench, you know, just trying to add some upside, Marlon Mack um, could be somebody um, could be somebody to add. All right. So now let's talk about the players that we want to add after waivers. All right. Because, um, you know, there's a saying in Jamaica that says the humble calf sucks the most milk. All right. So in this case, we're going to be the humble calf. You know, people already spend, I don't know, 30, 40% on Dennis Johnson. And, you know, everybody rushed to the waiver, use their fab, use their early waiver claim. But sometimes, sometimes I just let the wave go by, you know, not because, you know, I don't want to spend a fab, but sometimes I just like to bargain shop a little bit. All right. So as I mentioned earlier, Demichik Felton, he's supposed to be the number two and they're playing uh, Thursday night. So Demetri Felton, if you're in a PPR, I would go at him if you didn't get Dearness Johnson, because he was actually a wide receiver um, in UCLA. And he's only played wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns. But, you know, he has running back eligibility um, in most leagues. I think I know for, I know in Yahoo, he's wide receiver eligible and um, ESPN as well. So yeah, he's a receiver playing with running back eligibility and Week seven, uh, a lot of players on by, a lot of star players on by, Buffalo, Dallas, a lot of, you know, studs are not playing this week. So you could probably do worse than to throw Demetric Felton in there. Like I said, he should be um, pretty cheap right now and um, shouldn't cost you a lot. All right. So that's the first player I want to add after waivers, Demetric Felton. All right. Next player I want to add is Sony Michel. They play uh, Detroit this week. The Rams play Detroit, and I think that game is going to be really high scoring. Whatever the over is, I'm taking the over. And whatever Rams are favored to win by, I'm taking that too. Because, you know, I mean, even though it's a, a revenge game for Jared Goff. I still see the Rams just, you know, destroying these dudes. Well, it's a, re- it's a revenge game for um, Stafford as well. So this is a game to keep an eye on. I think there's going to be a lot of points. And there's also going to be other players I'll mention from this game, this episode. All right. So, so far, we have Dimitri Felton and Sony Michelle. All right. Receiver. 
to add after waivers. Van Jefferson from the same game. He's only 9% owned on Yahoo. And we know Cooper Cup is the big dog over there. But like I said, I expect this game to be very high scoring. Um, you know, five touchdown is not out of the equation for Stafford. <laughs> I know that sounds like a lot, but I mean, Detroit has been terrible this year. So, uh, and plus that's his old team. So he could really run it up. So Van Jefferson, you know, if you got players on by, you need somebody to throw in there, go ahead and plug in Van Jefferson. You know, he's good for about 70 and a touch, maybe like 13 points, and you could do worse than that. Uh, also, Sterling Shepard, he's 66% um, owned on Yahoo, so he's more highly owned, but there's a possibility that he could still be available in your league. Um, a lot of injuries for Giants this week. So, I mean, they play a decent defense, the Panthers, but I think that game is going to go over because I can see a lot of points being scored there. And Daniel Jones is back, so Sterling Shepard is by default the number one receiver this week. So, Sterling Shepard in a pinch. I mean, go ahead and punch him in there. And the last player for receiver is Darnell Mooney. Now, you know, my Bucks, we are tough against the run but not so great against the pass, you know, due to our injuries right now. So, Darnell Mooney, he's only 46% owned on Yahoo. Um, if you need somebody to throw in there, a warm body, go ahead and throw him in there. Um, I expect the Bucks to blow out the Bears, obviously, because they're terrible. But, I mean, it's the NFL. You, you know, you really can't shut out a team in the NFL. It's really hard to do. So, they might get a consolation touchdown, you know, maybe end of the game, fourth quarter when we're just chilling. But, um, yeah, Darnell Moon, if you need him, he's going to be there. And for a tight end to add after waivers, this one is a, it's a deep, <laughs> deep throw. But um, David Njuku from Cleveland, he's only 15% on. He's going up against Denver. Um, yeah, he could do something this week. Um, Baker Mayfield is out um, this week, and um, Case Keenum is going to be starting. So Case Keenum, mm, he's just an average. You know, he's a journeyman. He's a backup quarterback. So he could be looking to his tight end a little bit more than usual. All right, so David Njoko, if you need him, he's available. Throw him in there. Expect him to have a good week. And the other guy, Mo Ali Cox. All right, they're playing in the Sunday night game. Um, Paris Campbell for um, for Indy, he's out for the year, so you know somebody has to get some of those targets. All right, so Mo Ali Cox, um, you know, he's not a great player, or he has not been a great player, but I mean he has been a decent player. So I would not be afraid to throw him in there if I had shots and buy, or you know I, I lost Dawson Knox for the buy. Mo Ali Cox is somebody that you know could be serviceable all right now on to the quarterbacks <laughs> space game favorite player <laughs> uh james winston he's 49 percent they're playing against seattle i think james is gonna have a big game this week um yeah seattle defense has been just you know terrible they're in the bottom half well not bottom half the bottom third of the league in completions allowed yards allowed and you know 40 plus yards plays allowed so Jameis I mean even though they're playing at Seattle you know the Saints are coming off by 
And Jameis has experience in this league, so he should be able to take advantage of vulnerable Seattle defense. And the other guy, which is going to be very surprising if you know me, <laughs> and this is to show that I'm not biased at all, is Jared Goff. All right. Jared Goff, you know, news came out this week that the way that he was traded was not a good way. They didn't tell him he was going to be traded, so he was mad about that. And even the coach said, you know what, my bad. I should have told you that you were going to be traded. But either way, you know, he's coming back to L.A. He has, He's mad. He has a chip on his shoulder, and he's going to try to ball out to show them, like, look, look what you missed, or, you know, <laughs> look what you you know what what could have been so Jared Goff I mean is that somebody that I'm going to recommend you know maybe I want to recommend him again for the rest of the year maybe this will be the only time but this week going back to his old team playing against his old coach in a familiar place I think he's going to ball out all right so I know it's a little messy <laughs> It's not a great feeling for me to even say, but Jared Goff should have a really good week seven. So if you need him, go ahead and throw him in there. All right. So those are the players I would try to add after waivers. Um, you know, they could have some value. All right. And also, we want to talk about some players to um, trade for and some players that we're going to trade away. Because, you know, on this podcast, we always we, we will always talk about trades because I'm a big trader. I, I love to trade, and basically every episode you'll hear me talk about players that I'm trying to get or players I'm moving. You know, I'll always talk about the trade market. All right. And speaking of the trade market, if you play on Yahoo, if you go to the home page and click on trade market, you can actually type in a player's name and see some of the trades that have already been processed in on Yahoo. So you can kind of get an idea of what players are going for. You know, you could, let's say for example, CD Lamb, you go to the trade market, type in CD Lamb, and then you can look at trades that were already completed for CD Lamb. So then you can have a better idea of what his, you know, kind of market value is, all right? So here's some players that I want to trade for this week. First player is Marquise Brown. Um, a lot of talk has been made about Bateman. Um, even Chris Carter, the Hall of Fame receiver on NFL Network this week, he said that Bateman is the true number one receiver on that team and that Marquise Brown is not. Well, maybe that's true for real life. That's probably true because who am I to argue with a Hall of Fame player? So that's true for real life, but for fantasy purposes, I think that Marquise Brown will continue to dominate. Um, he has four drop passes that could have been touchdown, and if though if he had caught those four passes, he would he would be a top five receiver in fantasy right now. I mean, as it is, he's top ten, but with those four touchdowns, he would be top five, and this would not even be a discussion. But just in case you know the owner in your league is buying all that, you know, Bateman hype, you can go ahead and try to get a nice offer in there for Marquise Brown. I actually had one guy in my league told me that Marquise Brown is a scrub. <laughs> That's what he told me. He said, Marquise Brown is a scrub. He's trash. I disagree. But if the player in your league who owns Marquise Brown think he's a scrub, go ahead, scoop him up, 
try to get him because I think Hollywood is going to keep on doing what he's doing, which is go deep and catch, you know, a lot of touchdowns from Lamar Jackson. All right. So <clears throat> the other player I want to try to get this week is Dalvin Cook. All right. Now, I know he's a really big name. He's a first round running back. Like it was a top five pick or something like that. So, but he's on by first of all. Second of all, he's already missed two games with injury. So you may be able to use that to your advantage. So I actually have a few offers out now for Dalvin Cook myself. And um, it's not going to be easy. But like I said, if somebody has a bad record, they're hurting, or whatever the case may be, no, maybe the only, not the only, but it's a really good opportunity right now to get Dalvin Cook since he's on by and he's coming off injury. All right. Now, I just want to add, if you are able to acquire Dalvin Cook, make sure you get his backup, Madison, because he's injury prone now. You know what I mean? But when he's healthy, he's a stud. So that's a player that I would um, definitely be trying to add. All right. And the third player I'm looking to add this week is Michael Pittman Jr. of Indy. Like I mentioned before, Paris Campbell is off for the year. So now Michael Pittman Jr., I mean, he was already having a good year, but now he should have a really good year. So he's going to be hogging up all the targets and um, just be a stud. He's 81% owned right now, so slim possibility he could be available. But, I mean, if you're playing a competitive league and you listen to this podcast, chances are he's not available. But you could still get him for a good price. You know, you basically could get a number one receiver for a really good price. So Michael Pittman Jr. is somebody that I'm looking to add this week. Now, I want to mention a couple players that I'm looking to trade away, all right? And one of them is going to be very controversial. Well, actually, both of them could be very controversial because there are players that I really like. The first one is Cardell Patterson. Boo, all right? We all know I'm a big Cardell Patterson fan, but my thinking is this. Um, he's doing great. He's coming off by, but if... If you need help um, at a certain position, let's say you need a, a stud wide receiver or you need a stud running back to you know kind of fill out your roster, you could possibly trade Corey Patterson this week to get one of those studs, like I just mentioned, um, Dalvin Cook. So you could package Corey Patterson and you know somebody else to get your Dalvin Cook. Now Patterson is fine, you know he's a good player, but if you can move up. To like a elite level, like a Camara, you know, or um, a Eckler. I mean, you can do it. So depending on your record, right? Now, if you need to win this week, do not trade him because <laughs> he's still gonna be good. But if you're like five and one, you know, maybe six and zero, oh, whatever, now is a chance where you can swoop in and get a top level, top ten player. All right. So like I said, he's somebody I would be trying to trade away only if I'm upgrading to an elite, elite level player. If you're three and three, two and four, you need a win this week, don't do it. It's not for you. All right. Second player who I would consider moving this week, and this is a big controversy now, is my Christian McCaffrey, CMC. All right. 
He's he might be playing this week, maybe who knows. But I mean, I've seen enough of the injuries, so um, I don't want to be in the Christian McCaffrey business anymore. No, Christian McCaffrey, that's the biggest name in fantasy, all right? He was a consensus number one overall pick. So this is gonna be a risky kind of move, all right? If you have a low tolerance, this is not for you, all right? If you got a low risk tolerance, this is not for you. But my thinking is this, He's coming off injury, and it's very possible. I'm not going to say likely, but it's very possible that he could get hurt again. So if you're going to trade McCaffrey, make sure, and this is important now, make sure you're getting the world back, the whole world, <laughs> the whole world. Make sure you get a big haul. You need to get at least two studs, all right? Stud receiver, stud running back, or maybe even a stud tight end and the receiver are not sure how you're going to work it. But make sure you don't sell low. You don't ever sell low. Like I said, if you have McCaffrey, chances are you your record may not be what it needs to be because he's been out for a few games. So now you're trying to capitalize and really cash in. So if you're not getting a king's ransom, don't do it. But you know, he's definitely somebody that I would consider trading away this week. All right. So now I want to talk about my star players for week seven. All right. These guys I expect to have a really good week. And, you know, they're usually they're not, you know, household names, but um yeah, I think week seven is gonna be really good for them. All right, so the first player is Marcus Calloway. Um, top receiver for the Saints. And I mentioned Jameis earlier. They're playing the Seattle Seahawks, um, who, was a, um, who have a terrible defense. So I think Marcus Calloway will have a great week along with Jameis. All right. Other guy um, I want to mention is Robert Tunyon, tight end for the Packers. Uh, I can see him really going off and having a good week because they're playing the Washington football team, who has been really terrible. All right. Now, other guy I mentioned, Van Jefferson from the Rams. Once again, they're playing Detroit. Terrible. And I think Stafford will have a big game. We know Cooper Cup is the man there. But Van Jefferson, you know, he's not highly owned. So that's somebody you can throw in there. I think he's going to have a really good week. I already mentioned Sterling Shepard. He should have a really good week. You know, they're playing a better defense, but... You know, somebody has to catch a balls, so um, Sterling Shepard. And the last player, who's not actually a player, but the defense, is the Patriots, <laughs> all right? I think the Patriots' defense is going to be the, the number one scoring defense in fantasy this week because they're playing the Jets. Um, the Jets have been bad, but Belichick, in his history, you know, he's always done well against the Jets. You know, he basically owns them, you know? So look for that trend to continue this week. And if you had the Patriots defense, congratulations, because <laughs> they're going to eat. All right. So that's the episode. <clears throat> that's the episode for this week. So good luck to all of you guys out there in um, listener land. Hopefully you guys get some wins and hopefully you guys get to dominate. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, one.